So just uh, some little details about our gospel here. Um, <clears throat> so a centurion obviously is a, a commander of the Roman army. So to Jews, this is not a good thing. To Jews, uh, he is not exactly on their Christmas card list. I mean, <clears throat> the Jews are the ones <clears throat> who are suffering now under this Roman occupation. Have, they have to pay taxes and at times maybe on Caesar's whim, exorbitant taxes. And the centurion would be one of those people who would have to enforce the law and crucify people and punish people. And there isn't exactly a court of appeal if you don't like what, they, what, what conclusion they come to. So the, like Romans were not viewed well at all in Israel. Anybody who colluded with them was viewed even worse, a Jew who would give them information or work as a tax collector, for example. This, this, this is just, just the lowest of the low. Okay? Now, this centurion is, is better than most, it seems, uh, because the Jews actually like him. Surprisingly, they actually like this guy. They said, actually, uh, he was the one who built the synagogue. So there is something different about, considering he's a, he's a Roman, considering he's part of the occupying force, uh, there's something, there seems to be a heart in the man. He seems to actually care. He seems to actually see people's needs and recognize them and, and respond himself, you know, giving of himself or giving permission. Or it says actually he built the synagogue. So he recognizes someone's need and he gives. So there's something likable about this, about this guy already. Also, a centurion there had a servant, a favorite of his who was sick and near death. Servant, more than likely, what nationality or what, yeah, religion was the servant, more than likely a Jew. So this Roman is actually winning an awful lot of brownie points here, if I'm honest. Like, I mean, he's got a, a servant, a Jew, who he cares about and is near death and he sends for Jesus because, I mean, we can only presume that he tried doctors and whoever else was available at the time, uh, but to no avail. So now he's sending for Jesus because he's heard about this guy and, and, and the, the miracles that he's worked and the healings that have been, that have been worked through him. So he seems like a, a good guy. We, I, I think I like him. I mean, what do we call him? Herman or something. <laughs> Herman the Jew. Uh, so like the, 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 the Roman even. So like he seems like a, very, a guy who actually cares. Now, it gets even better though. Because he sends for Jesus, and then he sends another message saying, look, I'm not, having, I'm not worthy to have you under my roof. Just from, from wherever you are, don't trouble yourself. From wherever you are, just say the word, and my servant will be healed. That's what we say at Mass. Well, even with the New Translation, now, it's even a little more kind of literal. Lord, I'm not worthy to have you under my roof, but say only the word, and my soul shall be healed. So that there's an actual humility. So he's... He cares about Jews. He cares about his servants. He cares about them enough to actually build them a synagogue. He's generous. He sees people's needs and responds. And he's humble. And he's humble. I, 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 just, I, I, I marvel at this guy. because he, he, I, I don't know how he got on with, with other Romans, how, how it must have looked when he's kind of a, you know, a Jew sympathizer or whatever he would have been called at the time. But Jesus then responds and gives him an incredible compliment. When Jesus heard these words, he was astonished at him, that that's the servant, and turning around to the crowds, the Jewish crowds that followed, he said, I tell you, not even in Israel have I found faith like this. Not even amongst the Jews. Have I found faith like this? 
He's making a point. This guy's a foreigner. He's a pagan. He's a Roman. And not even amongst the Jews have I find, found faith like in this man here. And there's something that's profoundly, profoundly beautiful about those words and, 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 and hopeful, I think, for, for us too, God willing, that when we approach the Lord with humility in prayer, my goodness, what, 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 what can't be done? And I'm just back from my holidays now. I had a, a very kind of a strange uh, experience there um, a couple of days ago, yesterday actually, uh, where I was just praying about different things. So there are different people who are sick. There are different people who are, have just had children. There are different people who want to have children. Um, other friends going through uh, bad patches. And I was just praying for, for different things. And then I decided I'd actually pray for a couple of my own things, which I don't often do. Um, and then it just struck me. How often do you pray for these things? How often do you pray for your own things? And I knew what the answer was supposed to be, because I'm a priest. So the answer is supposed to be, oh, all the time, Jesus. But the answer was actually, in reality, I don't. I don't pray for those things. I pray for the intentions and needs of, of all these other people in the church and world peace and everything else and, and everything that needs, that, that needs healing and, and restoration. But for my own things, I just realized I don't pray for them. I, I guess I realized that there are certain things in my life that, yes, I pray for, all right, but other things that I feel I have to fix. What a colossal mistake. What arrogance, actually. What a, what a lack of humility on my part to think that there are certain things I must change, there are certain things that I must fix. There are certain things that, that it's not up to God to fix, that they're up to me. And don't, don't get me wrong, we, we, we have to collaborate with God. It's not that we can just sit back on our laurels and let God provide our income and our meals and shave us every morning or whatever. You know, we have to get up and do the ordinary things of the day, absolutely. But always with this, with this absolute confidence that it is the Lord who works, it is the Lord who heals, it is the Lord who directs. And if we follow his plan, then it is the Lord who realizes wonderful things in us and through us. But to, to not kind of hold back certain things for ourselves and say, like, as regards my health, as regards my wealth, as regards my uh, appearance, success, education, who knows what. To hold certain things back for us that we don't want to actually give to God in case he might change our plans. That's a lack of faith. That's a lack of faith. It might, you might even call it fear, maybe, depending on your perspective. It might be a little fear. If I give this thing to the Lord, maybe it won't work out as I want. And so we hold these things back for ourselves. So Lord, you can, you can do all the big things. Or, if you wish, you can help me with this thing. Help me with my thing. <laughs> help me with my idea that this little solution here that I've already got packaged, pre-made, underlined, underscored, and a nice little title and a bow around it. This is what I'd like you to do. So whenever you're ready, that would be great. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. That's not, like, the, the, the example of the centurion today is just, it's powerful. It's a powerful example of humble prayer. Humility. Where, Lord, you are God and not me. I do not know everything. You do. I cannot do everything. You can. I am not everything. You are. Everything is held in existence by you. And I, in front of you, am nothing. But in your eyes, you raise me up and give me the dignity of being called your child. And you want me to come to you with humility. Humility. And that faith, that humble, simple faith. Lord, just say the word. 
and it's done. So, we ask the Lord tonight to renew our faith. We ask him to give us that simple, powerful faith of the centurion. Lord, just say the word and it will be done. And Lord, if it's not done immediately, it means now is not the time. But to be so confident that the Lord will do this, to be so confident that the Lord will do whatever is good and give him the time to do it. And to to rejoice already now in the gift that we will be given. Rejoice already now in the solution that he will grant. So we ask the Lord today to renew our faith. Grant us a humble faith that we may walk each day humbly with the Lord. Amen.